1: The power to bless and the power to curse. It's the power of the tongue next on Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. From the well, a Christian community, this is Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. Welcome to the broadcast. Today, we continue with our look at the power of the tongue as we understand God's design and intent for our lives. Here now is Pastor Napoleon Kaufman with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing.
2: Jesus' words, are, he says that his word is like a two-edged sword. It has two edges, not just one. So you slice to cut, but then you slice to heal. And so what happens is what, this is what we want to do when we're dealing with people. We don't want to be so sharp that we're just leaving people dead on the floor because we just pummeled them with our words. Amen. But this is what happens a lot of times. They speak, and it's like a piercing of a sword. And unfortunately, people do this, and then they say, "Well, I'm just keeping it real. I never I never forget. My wife will tell you she was, she was there. I never forget I heard a, a pastor. In front of thousands of people, just get up and tell the people, you guys are all stupid. <laughs> I said, oh my goodness, what's wrong with people? Number one, that's not the truth. Number two, there's something wrong in your heart if you're just piercing. And so we have to think about this. Are we a people that people get around us in our homes, and our marriage? We're always just grumpy. You, 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 you husbands, speak life over your wife. Speak life. This isn't right, and that isn't right, and this isn't right, and this is. And a lot of times, people are doing this because something's not right in their hearts. Your husband speak life over your over your spouse. You can't do nothing. You always. I'm tired of taking care of you. Now, I'm preaching now. I know I'm preaching. I'm gonna give myself an offering this morning. Got my hand in my pocket, and I got an offering ready. Say, listen, we gotta we gotta make sure. That we're not speaking death over people and we're not speaking like the the piercing of a sword. But the person who is right in the sight of God and whose heart is right, look what it says, but the tongue of the wise promotes health. That they're always thinking about how I'm going to help this person get whole in their life. Look at verse 19. The truthful lip shall be established forever but a lying tongue is but for a moment. The truthful It says, the truthful lip shall be established forever. Not only the truthful lip, but what is communicating helps to bring, is established forever. But a person who is lying eventually, like he says, it's just for a moment. It's going to be clear what it was all about and what was really going on. It is just the lie will last for a moment. God will bring the light on it. But a truthful lip is established forever. I want our words as the people of God to be established forever. That when we stand before God, that the Lord would bear witness to the words that we have said. You think about this. Apostle Paul, he writes 13, some say 14 books in this Bible. He communicates the word of God. He's writing. He's preaching. He's teaching. And do you understand? Do we understand that what he communicated was given almost 2,000 years ago and is still benefiting our lives? Is what you're saying, will it benefit people for the next two, 3,000 years? Will God honor it and back it up and establish it forever? Now this is the stuff that we want to we do and, and, and we want to see happen in our own lives. Go to Proverbs chapter 12, look at verse 22. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who deal truthfully are His delight. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord. But those who deal truthfully are his delight. I want God to delight in me because we're speaking things that are truthful in the sight of God. This is what we have to do. What all happens when we begin to allow God to deal with our hearts? And as he deals with our hearts, our mouths begin to speak. That even the little things that we don't tell, we don't don't lie about. You know, Christians, we, we don't we don't we don't lie on our taxes, amen. We, we don't lie on our job. We don't we don't lie, you know, uh, with with our resume. Oh, see, we don't lie on our resume. Amen. We tell the truth. You know what I mean? I didn't make it. To, I didn't finish college. You know, I didn't. You know, so praise the Lord. And then what happens is God will turn around and bless you and I openly and shock us with his goodness, knowing that it was him that opened the door when the door probably shouldn't have been open. Some of you looking around and say, yeah, Pastor, that's me. Well, this is what happens in our lives. Well, we want to deal truthfully because God will honor us. He says the lying lips are an abomination, but those who deal truthfully are his delight. God delights in us when we deal truthfully. Awesome. Go to uh, Proverbs chapter 15. Look at, verse, look at chapter 15. Verse two, verse two, the tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly, but the mouth of fools pours forth what foolishness, the mouth of the wise, the tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly. And this is good because when we're, when we when we're thinking about the knowledge that we receive, how we communicate that it takes wisdom. We use knowledge rightly. We rightly apply the knowledge that we have. That's what wisdom is all about. So that I'm saying this because I know this is going to benefit and this is how God wants me to communicate in this moment. But you can use knowledge to hurt people. You can use knowledge to ruin people. But he says the tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly, but the mouth of fools pours forth foolishness. And this is what happens a lot of times. People just, because they haven't allowed God to change their heart, they just speak foolish things that aren't really necessary and in some cases are are just immature. Look at verse 1. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up what? Anger. Mm, This is good. This, This is really good. If you hold your peace, you keep calm, If you're communicating with someone and it could potentially blow up, but you hold your posture the right way and you allow a soft answer, what it does is it turns away wrath. Anger, anger is like fire. You know, it could get going, but if if I have anger over here and anger over here, I'm just going to create a raging fire in my home. If you're having a disagreement with your spouse somebody's got to bring some water to the party and so what happens is we just we just spew forth but a harsh he says but a harsh word stirs up anger so if you're you, we got to learn how to fight the right kind of battle and win because we're holding our composure and i'm not saying that's easy but it becomes easier when we allow god to deal with our hearts and he and he brings a stillness within us so we just don't react Ah, ah! He, they bit me I want to bite them back he said this you know it's amazing I was I was uh I was talking to somebody on the phone who was that I was talking to probably Elder Leroy and I pulled into this parking space at the gym Minister Catherine didn't you see this she saw me see the Christians are always watching and I pulled in there and I sat there saying let me tell you this story I got to tell you because I am still a little salty but I'm pulled up in the gym. This place is packed, and people are trying to get in there. And a guy is three cars back, and there's a person right in front of me that's pulling. I followed her right to this spot, and I just waited for her. This is my spot. So one car saw that I followed her and went by. I was like, praise the Lord. Somebody else. Ooh, I want to get in there. Somebody else. The second car follows her. Praise the Lord. And this third guy. He's driving, and he keeps his head straight like he didn't see me. I got to tell y'all this story. He keeps his head straight like he didn't see me. And I'm sitting right there. So then he pulls in. I'm beeping my horn. Beep, 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 beep. (laughs) Brother, you know you see me. He got his head straight like this. You saw me. So then he pulls in. I said. I said, no, 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 So I, in the spirit, got out of my car. And I said, Minister Captain, did I stay in the spirit? I went over to him, just as calm as all get out. And I said, "Um, excuse me, sir, Uh, brother, you saw me sitting there. He said, no, I didn't see you. I said, brother, you saw, now you're lying. You know you saw me there. I said, that's wrong, brother. I said, you're wrong, man. He said, well, listen. I said, that was my spot. He said, these are nobody's spots. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. The Lord knows how to give you a good chance to stay in the spirit. Amen. He said, these are nobody's spots. They're everybody just find." I said, man, you saw me there. He said, these are nobody's spots. I just, hey, we're all kind of fending for ourselves, you know, kind of trying to find, trying to find a spot. And I said, man, look, man, <laughs> I wanted to say, brother, you better be glad I'm saved right now. Because I turn into Andre Ward, baby. <laughs> mm, mm, and get on out of there. But I, I said, man, I just looked at him in his eye, and I said, you're wrong, man. You know you're wrong. And I just got in my car, and I walked around. And found my space and went in and got my workout in. But saints, listen to me. All of us, we're going to have stuff like this happen. Some of you are like, man, I was, I got into that on the way over here, Pastor. (laughs) Well, listen, you're in the right place. God changes our hearts and we respond the right way. And it's not that you may not feel like doing something different. But you don't yield to your old nature. You yield to the new nature, amen? And if you got to put your hand over your mouth and go in the por- corner and start praying in the Holy Ghost, then you got to do what you got to do. But we can't let this stuff out. And then after we do that, we have to say, Lord, <laughs> even deal with my heart because I did really feel like. Change my heart, Lord. Change my heart. All of us here, we have to get to that place. And remember, a soft answer turns away wrath how do you respond if i would have blew up on this guy we would have been out there it would have been ridiculous i'm not losing my testimony for nobody amen. can i have an amen look at verse 7 it says the lips of the wise disperse knowledge but the heart of the fool does not do so look at that the lips of the wise disperse knowledge Do you disperse knowledge? But the heart of the fool does not do so. A good person, a person that is wise, they disperse knowledge. People benefit from what is coming out of their mouths. Go to Proverbs 17. Proverbs 17, verse 20. He who has a deceitful heart finds no good. And he who has a perverse tongue... Falls into what? Evil. See, our mouths can get us in trouble. If we have a perverse tongue, we fall into evil. If we want evil in our lives, allow ourselves to start speaking things that are contrary to the will of God. It'll just come our way. This is what happens. Look at Proverbs 21, verse 23. Look at this. This is confirmation. Verse 20, verse 23. Whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. Think about that. Whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from trouble. We have to guard our tongue and our mouth. Why? Because it helps us to stay out of trouble. It helps us to stay out of trouble. And most of us, we, 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 we know that a lot of times we got in trouble because we just start speaking the wrong things. I shouldn't have said that to that guy. I shouldn't have got involved in that. I shouldn't have got involved in that. I shouldn't have said this. Well, this is what happens. We keep ourselves from trouble when we, when we guard our, our, our mouths and our tongue. Go to Proverbs chapter 31. All the women will love this one here. This is one of the characteristics of a virtuous woman. If we want to be women of virtue, if we want to have women of virtue in our church, and women of virtue that, that affect our communities, Look what it says here in verse 26. Let's go to verse 25. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom. And on her tongue is the law of what? The law of kindness is on our tongue. Think about this. As a woman of God. When people think about you, do they think this person is a kind person? The law of kindness, kindness, gentleness. Or do they think harsh, bitter, angry, revengeful, hatred, snappy, snappy. This isn't, this isn't what God is producing in the, in the people of God, not only for women, but for men. This is what we have. And I'm not saying that there's not time when you have to drop the hammer. Jesus dropped the hammer. But if you're always dropping the hammer, you're going to leave a lot of dead people in wake. People should get around us, and they should get the sense that, man, the law of kindness is working in this person's life. This is what God is producing, not only in women, but also in men. I want to show you this too. Uh, about our mouths even when it comes to prayer because sometimes when we're living our lives, um, we can get stuck in a rut and go through the motions in our walk with Christ. And we put on our spiritual hats and really don't understand that God is listening to what we're saying and he wants to help us when it comes to our prayer lives. Go to Matthew chapter 6. Two more scriptures and we're going to let you go. But look at this, Matthew chapter 6. He says in verse 6, But when you pray, he said, but you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in secret place in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, look at this. Do not use vain repetitions, repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. You know the word "vain repetitions." There is a powerful Greek word, and it, essentially, it means to speak without thinking, without contemplating, without analyzing what you're going to say, without taking time to process what you're communicating before God. And this is what happens: sometimes we get into a religious rut, and people are just saying things, saying things, and they're saying what's right, but their mind isn't engaged. Okay? This is what it means, vain repetitions. And then a person begins just to say this, this worthless or empty repetitions. People are saying it over and over again, but it's not life. And so when we pray, when we see God or pray, we want to be people that take time to really enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise, be thankful to him, bless his name. Once we get there, then we want to just kind of sit back and settle in and then begin to Think about what we're going to say before, to God before we just start saying it. Think about this, eh? This is powerful because this is going to help us to see our prayers answered. We sit before God and we're thinking about it. We just, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray my Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray my Lord my soul to take. That's the stuff I used to do before I got saved because I just I knew that prayer and I just say it. And it's just, it wasn't life. And what we do is we learn to get into a, a flow with the Spirit of God where we open ourselves up to what is on His heart and we begin to pray with Him, not just to Him. The Holy Spirit helps us to get to that place that we really need to get to where we can communicate to God what's really uh, on His heart and what's on our hearts. And say, so it takes time for us to do this, but we have to be willing to do this if we're going to see God really answer our prayer. We can't just go through the motions. Lord, you're good. 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 Oh, God, you are so good. You're just so good. And, and so I'm doing all this other stuff, but my mind isn't fully engaged. I want to be engaged. So when I go to pray, I'm not, don't have, I do not have vain repetition. I'm bringing something tangible that blesses God. Well, we have to learn to do this, but it all starts with our hearts. God changes our hearts and our prayer life changes. And then God looks and he's listening. He says, wow, I like that. This person is really tapping in to what's on my heart. And the last thing I want to give you here, James chapter 3, verses 8 to 12. James 3, 8 to 12. It says in verse 8, (laughs) let's look at verse 7. It says, for every kind of beast and bird of reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our God and Father. And with it, we curse men who have been made in the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brother, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Look at this picture. Can a fig tree, my brother, my brethren, bear olives? Same thing Jesus says. Or a grapevine bear figs? Thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh. So listen to me, saints. He says no man can tame the tongue. But how many believe God can? God can tame our tongues. But the way he tames our tongues is by getting to our what? Our hearts. Because out of it, the mouth is going to speak. So we take time to say, God, change my heart in this area. Change my heart in regards to this. God, change my heart. I I feel angry. I feel this. God, change my heart towards these people or towards that person. Well, what happens, he changes our heart, and then all of a sudden, our mouth begins to change. Our speech begins to change. And the reality of God's workings and dealings in our lives is clearly evident to people around us because they get around us and say, man, what happened to you, man? You used to to cuss like a sailor, man. God changed my heart. Man, you used to be always grumpy and irritated over everything. What happened? God changed my heart. Man, you used to... God changed my heart. This is the reason why I don't fly up the handle, because God changed my heart. And it's, it's what should happen to us naturally. Why? Because a good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, he brings forth good things. This is what comes out. And so we have to take time and we have to be honest. Pastor Kaufman, man, I have a problem with my speech. Well, hey, listen, I understand that. Went through the same process, but take time. And and when when you slip up or something happens, say, God, I just bring this to you right now. I just ask that you forgive me, that you would wash me and cleanse me. Because, God, I want to be a person that speaks good. And then not only that, now that God deals with us in that way, we start looking at ourselves. And instead of speaking death over ourselves, we speak life over ourselves. Lord, I just speak life over my marriage right now. God, I speak life over my finances right now. God, I know that this is a recession. I know people are getting laid off, but I know that I'm going to get a new job. I know that you're going to bless me. I know that you're going to take care of me. I know that this is what you're going to do. And sometimes we sit back and we think that we have a right to murmur and complain and go through all this, you know, messiness before we get to where we're supposed to get to. But I want to tell you this. The best thing to do is to start with God and then God, let, then allow God to work you backwards. Most people, when they start here and then they get to God. Let's get to God first. God, I know you're going to make me, you're going to bless me and you're going to bring me out of this. God, I know you're going to take care of me. I know you're, and let God begin to minister to you through the words that are coming out of your mouth. Glory to God. Glory to God. I feel this. Because some people, they think that they have a right just to sit back and murmur and complain and this is what's going on, da-da-da-da-da. That's fine. But after you've analyzed it, we have to take a time and say, hey, listen, I know what's going on. But I know what's going on also is that God is working on my behalf. Pastor Kaufman, I just got fired. That's fine. Hey, that's the reality. You got fired. But God has another door for you. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, never said the righteous wouldn't go through some hard times, but I've never seen them forsaken. And so what happens is we learn to do this. And so we're going to stand to our feet this morning and we're going to start speaking well over ourselves today. Some of us need to start speaking well. I don't know what it is in your life that you need to start speaking over yourself concerning. But I think that we need to take time in the presence of God under this anointing to say God I'm speaking truth and righteousness over my situation and I thank you that my tongue is going to bring satisfaction into my life and bring a blessing in my life and then after we get done speaking well over ourselves we're going to take some time to find somebody else in this room maybe the you that are married your spouse and start speaking well over them